0: If you're new to Behind the Line, what you should know about me is that I'm a clinical counselor specializing in trauma therapy. And after over a decade working with first responders and frontline workers around issues like burnout, compassion fatigue, PTSD, and related OSIs, I've become a passionate wellness advocate and educator for those who sacrifice so much for our communities out on the front lines. Behind the Line is a place for us to talk about the real life behind the scenes challenges facing you on the front lines. I created this podcast with the hope of bringing easy access to skills for wellness, allowing you to find greater sustainability both on the job and off. Before we dive into our new series, I want to let you know that we are offering the Beating the Breaking Point Resilience Training Program for first responders and frontline workers for $100 off from now until Thursday, November 11th at 11.59 p.m., Pacific time. We try to offer the program at reduced cost a few times throughout the year, particularly for those who aren't able to have it covered by their workplace training funding, and this is going to be the last time we're doing it for 2021. Whether you feel in over your head in burnout, have been teetering on burnout, or want to be proactive in putting resilience tools in place before you hit burnout, this is the time to get access to this online program for a hundred bucks off. You can find it online by searching Beating the Breaking Point and my name, Lindsay Foss, or you can connect to it from our Behind the Line page in the menu where it says Learn with Lindsay and use coupon code BTBP100OFF. And yes, I'll also post to it in the show notes. Okay, so the last several weeks we've been talking about therapy We've wrapped up our Therapy 101 series, and we're moving into a new series called Back to Basics. In my role as a therapist, I find that a lot of my time with clients, especially when they first start coming to therapy, is spent supporting them in addressing some pretty basic concerns. Things like sleep, nutrition, movement, and other pieces that contribute to their brain health and their brain's ability to be resilient. We have to address these pieces because if we don't, they'll continue to undermine the work we're trying to do. These basics are the framework for everything. It's kind of like a house. You can decorate a house nice and pretty, but the changes are only cosmetic. If the structure is falling apart, the cosmetic changes won't really solve anything. Your brain basics are your structure. If they're poor, your ability to build on that is pretty shaky. And what you implement will likely not yield the results that you want, particularly not sustainably. If you can work on strengthening these basics, you can build from them and have a lot more success creating sustainable and meaningful changes that impact your life and vicariously impact the lives of others you care about and those you serve. Now, I know a lot of things about a lot of things, but I thought that for this series, I would bring in some experts to help me. If we're going to go back to basics, we're going to do it right and hear from people who get you, your work, your brain, as well as their area of expertise. I'm so excited to share this series with you and for you to hear from the guests who have agreed to share their wisdom. I promise you're not going to want to miss any of it, and you should tell your friends and coworkers to check it out too. For today, we're going to do a bit of a brain basics primer, an introduction if you will to our brains, and how our brains are impacted by high-stress, predictably unpredictable jobs that can involve shift work, toxic dynamics, and a host of other challenges. Do you remember those commercials from back in the day? The ones that said, this is your brain, and then this is your brain on drugs. I kind of think of it like that. This is your brain, and this is your brain on frontline work. The reality is that the work changes us. I've said it a thousand times that no one comes out unscathed. Those changes are not just cosmetic, they're deeply rooted and have actually been shown to yield structural changes in the brain. Things like brain size yes, chronic stress has been shown to make brains smaller, and brain cell death have been repeatedly shown as consequences of ongoing stress exposure. Not only that, Persistent stress and the predictable unpredictability of life on the front lines can cause a host of changes and problems, including compromised memory storage and retrieval, verbal language deficits, increased likelihood of mental illness, and various health concerns, including diabetes, blood pressure issues, and dementia, just to name a few. If you remember back to some of our conversations with retired RCMP Staff Sergeant Jen Pound, She shared how her symptoms of PTSD were largely physical and that she didn't know it could manifest this way or how to know what to name it. It's really important that we promote information about this, that you know what to look for and what to name it so you can watch for it and intervene meaningfully and in a timely manner. Now, I have talked a lot about stress and I want to say something here. When I have these conversations in my office, I often hear feedback like, but Lindsay, I'm not stressed. I've been doing my job for so long that I'm used to the chaos and I even enjoy it sometimes and my life is otherwise pretty okay. I don't have anything to complain about. To this, I will say there is a difference between feeling stressed and being stressed. What I mean by this is that we all have an idea of what it feels like to feel stressed. When we feel like we're worn down or antsy or have racing thoughts or whatever the symptoms are for you. Meanwhile, for those who are persistently facing stressors that become such a very normal part of your day-to-day life, your body develops a version of tolerance for the stress. It doesn't feel like stress. You don't feel consciously aware of it, And that's useful in a lot of ways because if it felt like stress every time you had to do anything related to your job, you likely wouldn't last long. It would feel too much for too long and you wouldn't be able to manage that long-term. So your brain, being the crafty thing that it is, tunes your felt sense of stress down. Think about it like this. Have you ever seen an audio mixing board In movies or real life, the panels with all the levers and knobs that allow an audio technician to mix the levels of an audio track up and down. Your brain has a version of this built into it. It can turn up the bass and turn down the treble, or more accurately, turn down your conscious awareness of stress as a felt experience and turn up the go mode active responses to what comes your way. The thing is though, that just because the treble or the felt sense of stress is turned down real low, that it's hard to hear, it doesn't mean that it's not there. That part of the track is still running. And while it's quiet to the conscious part of you, the stress is still impacting your brain full volume as it works to filter, mix and master it for you to keep on keeping on. Now let's acknowledge for a moment that the mixing your brain does on your behalf is intended to be adaptive. It's trying to help you manage long-term chronic exposure to stressful stimuli. It recognizes that you can't function in the ways you need to if you really feel the full force of what's happening. So it manages and mitigates this for you. And it can do this decently well for a while. But here's the problem. We're not wired to maintain this forever. And there will be cracks that start to show along the way. I have another metaphor for you. Think of it a bit like a dam, your brain receives a massive amount of input every day. It gathers all of the information and experiences you have day in and day out. It takes all of that and holds it and gives you a little trickle of what comes from all of that. You get a tiny stream of what your brain is taking and interpreting and this is your conscious experience. Your brain, when well maintained, can be really effective and efficient in holding all the input and doling out just what you need to do you and your daily life. It can funnel out the things that are overwhelming or hard or superfluous. It can give you a little more in times where you have the capacity to manage it, and a little less when your conscious reserves feel depleted and you can't take one more hit. But here's the trick DAMs need to be maintained. Get a crack, or two, or three, and the whole thing can burst and flood everything. Catastrophe. Your brain can't be expected to keep holding up to the pressure of holding everything if we aren't doing enough to support and maintain it in doing its job well. We can't demand more and more from it if we aren't intentionally investing into its health and well being. And that is what this series is going to be about. We're going to be addressing the most fundamental needs our brains have to work optimally. We're going to talk about what you can do right now to help maintain and support your brain so it can keep supporting you. You and your brain have a symbiotic relationship, you depend on each other. Unfortunately, all too often, we think of our brains as working for us without considering that we have to reciprocate. We take our brains for granted and expect them to work on overdrive to do what we want, when we want, for as long as we want, and the truth is, they just can't. It makes me think of so many movies where the crew of a ship pushes the engines to the max, expecting so much from them. And then they blow and everyone has to find a way to make it out of the disaster in the nick of time. The problem is when it comes to your brain, you are stuck with the remnants of the disaster. When we've asked too much of our brain for too long without giving it what it needs to sustain, we are left in the brokenness. We are the casualty of our own neglect. So how do we support our brains? How do we invest in its sustainability so it can continue sustaining ours? The answer is that there are a lot of things we can be doing. Many of them we've covered on the show since we kicked off the podcast last year. But in the coming weeks, we're going to address the most significant things your brain needs and practical ways you can immediately offer invaluable maintenance to your brain right away. I wanna give you a roadmap of where we're headed and I want you to commit to showing up for the next several weeks and most importantly, commit to taking at least one actionable thing away from each of the coming episodes to start applying to your life to benefit your brain and vicariously your life. In the coming weeks, we will be talking about sleep. Yep, that's right. I know that there are all kinds of challenges when it comes to sleep for those working on the front lines. This is probably one of the topics I hear about first when someone comes into my office. The challenge of sleep when working rotating shift sets, the difficulty of managing nightmares or panic waking, the crazy making experience of insomnia, the reality of revenge bedtime procrastination. If you haven't heard of this before, go look it up. I bet you do this sometimes. We're going to tackle these and find some tools to help your brain get the rest it needs. We're going to talk about nutrition and supplementation. I know you've heard it all before and you know what you should be doing to eat well and fuel your body and brain. But we get tripped up by lack of time, lack of interest, and the desire to self-soothe using food. So we're going to talk about all of these obstacles and ways to overcome the best bang for your buck things you can do to add value to your nutritional routine, to boost your brain's resources, and practical ways to sidestep past the barriers to find your groove with food and your nutritional health. We're going to talk about fitness. Again, I know you likely think you know all the things you should know about this. Movement good, sitting bad, but we're going to talk about how fitness impacts your brain and how this trickles out into all the things. Not only that, we're going to talk about the concept of functional fitness and strategies to target the needs you have based on the job you do. Because not all fitness translates into serving us well in high stress, sometimes highly physically demanding work. And we want to equip you with the fundamentals that will help with reduction in strain on your body and injury prevention. We're gonna talk about screens. You've likely heard all about limiting exposure to screens, managing your scroll time and scheduling a blue light filter at night. But we're gonna dig into the real impacts of screens on brains and practical tools to maximize the value screens offer while limiting the negative impacts. And we're gonna talk about mindfulness and growing our mind-body connection. We'll talk about the research backing up these important practices and totally practical and tangible tools to work at regulating your mind and body. I've reached out to some really amazing professionals, many of whom either have been, are presently, or have worked closely alongside first responders and frontline workers. The incredible guests who are joining me for this series are experts in their own fields and have agreed to jump on and join me for these incredibly meaningful conversations. They're offering from their own decades of wisdom and are showing up from a genuine place of wanting to make a difference in the lives of those who sacrifice so much for our communities. You. I am beyond grateful for the support of these amazing professionals and for their willingness to carve out time from their busy schedules to talk with me and to share all of this with all of you. I truly think this series is one of my favorites yet. And I hope you agree. So, as we gear up for this series, I want to double down on my request and really ask you to commit to this series with me. I want you to schedule time over the coming weeks to stop and listen to the weekly episodes. They drop on Tuesday and are available on our website, on most major podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. Each week, I want you to commit to finding at least one action item that you work to incorporate into your week. And I want you to allow you to be worth the effort. And last but not least, I want you to spread the word. Making these fundamentals a priority in your own life is amazing, but sharing this and spreading it far and wide is how we can contribute to changing cultures, shaping workplaces, and literally saving lives. Tell your frontline friends, your coworkers, your unions, share it on your social media or your work WhatsApp group. Help others access these tools because it can really make a difference and we need to be the change we wish to see in the world. Don't forget, from now until Thursday, November 11th, we're offering the Beating the Breaking Point Resilience Training Program for first responders and frontline workers for $100 off. This is the last chance to register for the program at reduced cost for 2021, and I hope you choose to invest in you and your sustainability by joining. I carefully crafted this program and tailored it to the needs I heard arise most frequently from my clients, the things they wished they had known sooner. The things that might have helped prevent them from landing in my office. That and more is what you'll find inside of Beating the Breaking Point. If you don't know a lot about the program, the quick recap is that it's a seven-week online training designed specifically for first responders and frontline workers. It develops tools for resilience while acknowledging the ways in which your job isn't like other jobs. The program includes a thorough and comprehensive workbook designed to help you personalize the information and put together a rock solid plan for sustainability. And if you're not sure if it's right for you, it's okay because we back it with a 30 day money back guarantee. You can learn more about the program and all the details at my.thrive-life.ca slash btbp-course. I'll link to it in the info page in the show notes, and you can find it on my social media pages as well, or by Googling beating the breaking point. As always, please reach out and connect. If you have any questions or feedback, you know, I love hearing from you and that I love shaping this podcast to echo your needs and interests. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Lindsay a Foss, or you can email me at support at thrive life.ca. Looking forward to diving into this new series with you. Until next time, stay safe.